Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the quarantine edition. This is David Walker bringing you a big day of Falcons news and to bring this to you with analysis, hot takes, everything that that entails, I have got a deluge of writers from the Falcoholic. I'm going to go through them in order in which they showed up for this, uh, <laughs> for this podcast. First of all is my partner in crime during the season on the postgame podcast, the one and only Evan Birchfield. Evan? Hey, how you all doing? Fantastic. Uh, second up is uh, one of our younger and exciting writers, Adnan Ikic. Adnan, how are you doing? Oh, I'm very well. And I also like the fact that you're calling out these guys for being very late. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it won't last. No one's going to care. Um, <laughs> next up, the one and only hot takes master himself, Matt Chambers. Matt, what's going on? Hey, hey, we got to uh, keep this shorter. My mom's going to be really mad at me. <laughs> okay Uh, that's we're off to a great start and (laughs) last but not least is carter oh you couldn't do the last name that time (laughs) brazil brazil i got it i got it come on you did get it yeah what's going on david oh not a whole lot man all right we're gonna start this thing off because this was a crazy crazy day of news and this comes on the heels of a weekend where we already had like you know quite a few pieces of news you know the falcons got uh, their fullback signed to a, an extension. They signed Tyler Davidson to a three-year, $12 million extension. But that is not, that is not what we're here to talk about because uh, officially the legal tampering period for the new uh, NFL season started today at noon, which meant that teams could start negotiating um, with other teams' potential free agents that will happen in the next couple of days. And boy, oh boy, did we see a lot of news. So let's start with like the first thing that came out, I think this morning, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think it was the, the news that Falcons uh, corner Desmond Trufant was going to be cut. Um, he is, you know, he's 29, I believe this year. He has been the number one corner since he was drafted um, in 2013 uh, he has had some up and down seasons, but I'd say generally he's been a pretty good starter uh, at that position. It's a very difficult position to draft for, and he's been a good player. He's had some injury issues in recent years. So I'm just going to throw this out there. Anyone jump in? What are your thoughts on Trufant being done in Atlanta? You know, I've been calling him a bust for seven years, and now the team <laughs> finally, finally made the right move. Oh, my God. So, you know, finally vindication. Just, uh, you know – one of, one of those things that I learned, I, I can wait out most of these players and eventually they're going to get cut. Uh, no, but Trufant's a pretty big loss. Like, I, I think he never really got the respect he, uh, I, I would say he deserved in Atlanta. I mean, you know, corner's one of those positions like offensive tackle. Like, people are really only seeing when you fuck up. So, right, uh, you know, right. I, I think Trufant got a lot of that. He probably was overpaid. I mean, definitely – you know, for what he was going to be paid this upcoming season. I, I don't think he was necessarily worth that. But, you know, he, he was a good, say, um, uh, top 16 cornerback uh, season in, season out. He did finish um, uh, last season pretty strong. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be it's going to be kind of tough to replace him. I'm, I'm a little concerned about that cut more so than uh, anything else. I mean, yeah. this, this puts cornerback, like, firmly in play at 16, right? God, no, no. You don't think it so? does. God. I, I think it has to be in play. I hope not. 
I, I mean, they've been mocking us cornerback for the past eight years, so I guess <laughs> they're, they're going to wait us out this time. <laughs> hey, don't forget, they actually had us taking Isaiah Oliver in the first round, uh, what was it, two years ago? Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, um, I, I think it's still in play, but I also think it depends on what else they do in free agency. If they sign someone like Jadavian Clowney as a free agent uh, with this money that they've freed up, maybe then it gives them the flexibility to look at the corner. Hey, so, wait, how much money do you think the Falcons freed up in free agency? Like $30, yeah, $4, man. <laughs> uh, enough to uh, bring back Vic Beasley. Oh, no. <laughs> they freed up $100 million. Is that what you're saying? Oh, my God. $100 billion. $100 billion. I'm right. surprised to see no rumors of Vic Beasley anywhere uh, day one. So I'm shocked. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's, a, that's a shocker. No, speaking of shockers, I was legit shocked when I uh, read that Desmond Trufant was being cut this morning because I figured it would have made sense next year because that would have immediately freed up like $10 million in cap space. And I guess it will this year because he'll be a post-June 1 cut, but it'll still be $4.4 million this year in dead cap. And then next year, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, just a little under $6 million in a dead cap hit. Because it was ten point two million total if we cut him this year. Yeah, the, the only problem is if if we designate him June first, you don't get that money until June second. Like you can't spend it on free agents, so it's yeah. Yeah, you I guess save it, but you can't spend it. I guess I'll use it to like uh, pay off the draft class. Yep. Yeah, that's got to be what they would be eyeing that for because they and you know most teams like to carry between three to five million of cap space. Uh, the Falcons traditionally have done that into the season because you have to pay, um, you know, accelerators and, and performance bonuses and stuff. And that usually counts against your cap uh, during the season. So you have to be ready for that or else you're restructuring contracts or cutting guys uh, mid season to fit that in. But yeah, right now my assumption is he's a post June 1st cut. Any other thoughts on true font? Because I feel like, I, it like this just started the day. It, it was the first news that came out. We the article went up at the Falcoholic, and I, I don't think we expected the roller coaster of the day that we were gonna get ahead of us. Not all at once, now, guys. Yeah, Evan, you're quiet, man. Are you there? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm just listening. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was a really long question. I got I got lost halfway through. <laughs> no, I mean for me, this whole thing, it's like. Yesterday, the CBA basically went into effect, and it was like yep. pretty much. I think we were all expecting the calm. It was the calm before the storm, and then today was like the storm. Where I think Dave at one point, I don't know what it is now, but said we had like twelve articles on there, and that just shows you like how much has happened today between that, uh, f- between True Font Freeman Schweitzer Hooper, and it's only day one. So you know, Campbell still. Who knows where he's going to end up, as you guys mentioned, Vic Beasley. Um, yeah, it, 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 there's a lot going on. And it's not just in Atlanta. As a football fan, you know, and you got everything else going on, just see, like, free agency, it's a nice distraction. And I think it was, well, you know, something that we all needed. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I've enjoyed today. It, it, was, it was super interesting. <laughs> That's for sure. I, I enjoyed it until the trade. Yeah, <laughs> which we'll get to in a little bit. But, uh, Spoiler alert, there was a trade. There was a trade. <laughs> I, I do want to say it's absolutely amazing just how everything just works out for the NFL at all times. Because of the virus, every other sport is completely shut down. The NFL is right there oh, yeah. for its offseason. And now not only – the NFL at this point normally is the main center point, centerpiece of – uh, sports news. The NFL is sports news. Period. At this point, like oh, yeah. the entire yeah, I, I sports they, world revolved around it. I know they just uh, canceled off-season workouts, like for the time being. Yep. Yeah, yeah. but the draft is still going on. Yeah, um, it's it's weird, man. Like everything's up in flux. But I mean, you're right. <laughs> NFL dominates everything. Yeah, but as of as for today, I don't know. The, today reminded me of that movie, the Scorsese movie, Goodfellas where it just started off really fast and then it just got faster throughout the entire day. You couldn't even keep up with it. <laughs> that is exactly how it felt, honestly. Um, so the next piece of news, like 
right on the heels of the true font news. It felt like it was maybe an hour difference. I may be a little wrong there. Um, our story went up about this player at 9.58 and Trufant went up at 7.03. Okay, so it was about three hours, uh, which may have been the longest lull of news during the day. And that was, uh, I think, a cut that a lot of people expected. Um, wasn't entirely surprising. I think the Trufant cut was a little bit more surprising because um, I think a lot of people did expect him. Like, Adnan, I think you said, a lot of people, myself included, thought he would be here for 2020 and gone in 2021. Um, but the, uh, cut that came next was Devonta Freeman and uh, it's official. He is no longer a Falcon after the big contract they gave him. I think it's pretty, at least in my opinion, it's easy to say that that contract did not work out well for the team. I mean, they gave him a big deal and he had two injury riddled seasons, 2017, 2018, and then last season, he just, I mean, he looked okay in spots, but he, and some of that may have been Dirk Cutter, but yeah, what do you guys think about Freeman being gone now? I, uh, I think it's weird. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, my, <laughs> oh, everybody <laughs> wants to talk. <laughs> Everyone else pipe down. Evan, go ahead. Evan, you go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I, I mean, I wasn't saying anything, but I'll go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. I think, you know, a lot of us remember we, where we first uh, started really liking Freeman was Hard Knocks, or at least it was for me. I just remember that where he yeah. went apartment shopping or whatever it was. Oh, um, yeah. There was like an episode where he was doing that, and it's like you can't help but love his attitude. Um, and as the NFL gets more and more like in a business setting, it's like we're kind of losing the – it feels like with a lot of the players, like a rivalry where they actually hate the rivals. And Freeman was one of the players that I think was one of the more vocal, aside from like Roddy White and stuff when he was here um, on on the Saints, you know, between his hatred for Sean Payton and stuff like that. So like on a personal level, I think it, it's really unfortunate to see him go. But I think we all understand why he's gone. I mean, the running back position probably has the worst – turnover rate aside from maybe kickers or something um but yeah I mean it's unfortunate but you know with Dirk Cutter it's not in my opinion going to really matter who's running the ball so I mean I said on on one of my articles the last time we didn't have a hundred yard rusher in a season was 2013 when Dirk Cutter was offensive coordinator and Mm. it's not really going to matter but uh I wish him the best but you know he's a aging running back and in the NFL that's pretty much the worst thing to be so yeah yeah that that picture of Devonte freeman sitting in his bathtub uh from hard knocks will always warm my heart um i have it saved on my computer it's it's amazing but yeah no it, it's a weird feeling but i remember um you know when he initially signed that contract i mean he, it was you know he the team was pretty much bullied into it a, a bit i i wasn't yeah. keen on the contract but it was right after the super bowl and um I feel like they felt they had to make that move at the time, um, whether it was for the fan base or for the team itself. But I feel like there you know, may have been like a combination of both. But it's going to be weird to see, you know, Devontae Freeman playing elsewhere. Um, but, you know, you look at the way he's performed in the last couple of years with the concussions, with the injuries, and uh, it's the right move. It just feels kind of strange at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is just more proof, like, do not pay running backs. It never works out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's everybody. It's it's Todd Gurley. It's Le'Veon Bell. Uh, like, I, I don't really care who it is. Like, it never works out. But I do want to circle back a little bit on how frustrating this team can be because the Falcons did have an offer from the Detroit Lions oh, yeah. last year when we all knew this cut was going to happen. Like, yeah, they're in like lifeboat mode right now, man. <laughs> I, I don't know why they didn't they didn't take that trade. Uh, same thing with you know the rumors of Austin Hooper. Um, yep, I, I have no. It's just complete mismanagement it's because they suck. That too. <laughs> well, and I also I think it's that they obviously wanted to keep their jobs and were willing to sell everyone out to do it, and it That's worked what I'm for them. I mean, you can't blame them. I think I blame Arthur Blank more for that because it's either fire them or tell them yeah, that they'll be here after definitely. this. Definitely. 
it was job security. If they had job security, that's such a valued thing because if they knew they were going to be back, sell everybody you, you were going to get rid of anyways. But at that point, I think somebody said it like a lifeboat boat. They're throwing everybody else overboard and it, it actually paid off because they're, they all returned. So. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Seven and nine, you can't get fired. That's too good of a, too good of a record. <laughs> no, I, I can't wait for uh, the 17 game schedule so we can go eight and nine. <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes. Here it comes. One more win. Um, oh God, that's, that's going to be so depressing thinking about that now. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I feel like Freeman was both loved and hated by the fan base these past few years. And I do feel like Cutter is a big reason he wasn't successful this past season. Like, yeah, it, it, you look at the other guys, they weren't really lighting it up either. Uh, Edo Smith, um, Brian Hill, uh, Quadriolison, they weren't exactly, you know, all-stars behind this offensive line and behind the, the Dirk Cutter running scheme. So I'm not going to, you know, hammer too much on Devontae for his season this year, but uh, Carter, I think he said, you know, his the injuries and concussions the past several seasons, I think they kind of they kind of signaled that this was going to happen. So, and yeah, to that point, I mean, like when you put anybody behind a patchwork offensive line, <laughs> they're not exactly set up for, you know, to succeed. So, yeah. uh, I, I don't know who they would have had back there, but I, you know, just given how the offensive line played last season, um, I don't know if you'd have any different results based on, you know, who you had running the ball. Yeah. That was a very expensive patchwork offensive line. Oh, yes, it was. Yeah, no kidding. God, that was the that was the Rolls Royce of patchwork offensive lines. No, so, no spared. All right, so let me throw this out there then. Uh, just quick opinion from each of you: uh, Who will be the starting running back in twenty twenty? Is it going to be either Smith, Quadrillison, Brian Hill, or do we think that maybe a second or third round draft pick could be in the cards for the Falcons? Oof. I think it's going to be a draft pick. Really? Yeah. I think Jonathan Taylor, uh, oh, I don't know. Um, I can't say I'm confident with, I mean, I love Edo Smith as a change of pace back. Um, not confident in Brian Hill going full time, even though he obviously has value. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he showed it last season, but, um, and Allison again, <sighs> I don't know. I, my gut feeling says draft pick, but, the way this team operates now, who knows? They might have, uh, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. This, this would, this would be ahead. so much easier to answer had we not traded that second rounder from the Patriots. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, no kidding. I, I think I'm leaning toward a draft pick as well, maybe someone like a Cam Akers. But, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they rolled in with – one of the most uninspiring running back by committees in the league with uh, Hill, Ito, and Quadri. No disrespect to any of those guys, but I don't think any of those guys are the guy for, you know, to be a starting running back for an NFL team. Yeah, I wonder if we could ha- have a Jason Snelling-like like episode here where there's no market for him. Uh, in this case, Freeman, and if somehow he bounces back to Atlanta. I don't know. I I, I, I tend to think he's going to get signed somewhere, but I, I wonder if he doesn't get the, the money he's hoping he will. So, uh, I, mean, I, I do want to toss in my opinion, which is the answer doesn't matter because Dirk Cutter is running this offense. <laughs> <laughs> that offensive line, too. Uh, like, left, what, uh, guard is going to be like – there's a competition of a bunch of – Crap players like I don't feel good about uh, anybody. I'm not. I'm not taking any of these players in fantasy. I don't. I don't care who it is. First round, second round, third round pick, or um, uh, somebody like Allison. I'm. I'm completely out on all of them. Yeah, that's a great point. Truly. All right, we're gonna move on from Freeman as the Falcons did. Wah, wah. Oh, no. oh no! Oh, nice, David. <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna miss Freeman the way he missed that block in the Super Bowl. Oh, no. oh, oh God! <laughs> Jesus. How, do we, how do we edit that out? So, so, yeah, this. Yeah, the someone court. had to say it. 
we're, we're, on, we're on quarantine right now, man. You can't put these thoughts in our head. We're already going crazy. <laughs> it's less of the day. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Um, it's going to get way worse. I've already started eating the flesh of my neighbors. Yeah, wait, wait. That, that escalated. Okay, uh, the next cut, because it can't just be two. And this one, I think, was way overdue. <laughs> Frankly, they should have started the day with this guy. Uh, was uh, the guy I think uh, earned the nickname the Turnstile, uh, and that's Tackle Ty Sombrero. And in fact, the uh, we were talking before we started recording that really the only notable thing he did in 2019 was the receiving touchdown um, or touchdowns. You mean so, where he broke a record, an NFL record? Yeah, brilliance. <laughs> he couldn't he pass block worth a shit, but he could catch history. a ball. Um, this was the big mistake by Dimitrov. You don't, you don't get rid of an offensive weapon like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Thoughts on the turnstile hitting the hitting free agency? Bye. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I kind of forgot. Well, the oh plot twist God. is the plot twist is that we're going to bring back Tyson Brelo uh, to be our running back. <laughs> He's going to be the one. He's going to be plowing through that line and oh, rumbling and tumbling. Oh my God, that is so yeah. dark. That's it. That's the one. That's... Uh, no, so, uh, Ty always reminds me of. Well, you you always know the sort of deal it is when all the fans are spending all their time figuring out when they can first get out of that deal. Yeah. It happened with guys like Sam Baker. Um, I remember that. There was a mad dash to figure out, okay, well, actually, after three years, we can be done with Sam Baker. After are this. we still paying him, by the way? Uh, yeah, he's making like uh, $12 million in dead cap space. <laughs> that's, not, that's not accurate. Just being clear. That's not accurate. Sam Brela was the exact same thing where you're like, I don't understand why he got the deal in the first place. Like, I, I guess they believe in him, but they obviously did not because they immediately drafted his replacement in the first round. They traded up to do that. Uh, so as, as soon as he signed, I think everyone knew that this was not going to uh, be, be a long-term situation. Yeah, uh, that's such a great point. Everyone was looking at, oh, well, we really only have to keep him for one year based on this deal. And it's like when you sign a guy and your first thought is how quickly can we get rid of him? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on Sombrio here? Um, I think the only other thought I have on him is that after you listen to this, go look it up. He looks exactly like Sean Harlan. <laughs> Oh man, Adnan is triggered now. Another player that sucks. <laughs> yeah, except we can't get rid of Sean Harlow for some reason. Like that, we couldn't release him like every day. It seems like, like right now, if you were to tell me if I get this right, I get a hundred thousand dollars. Like, I have no idea if he's actually on the team right now or not. <laughs> Sean Harlow will survive a nuclear apocalypse, <laughs> and he'll co- and he'll come out of it in a Falcons jersey. Yeah. Can we? Can we do? A, can can everyone answer if they think Sean Harlow is on the roster right now or not? Yes. I don't. Is he? Yes. Uh, no. I I, I love that yeah, idea. I don't know. All right. I'm I'm gonna look it up. But you guys keep going because I already said I have no idea. This team has a very toxic relationship with bad offensive linemen. You got John Wetzel, <laughs> and Sean Harlow. Just oh my god, it's so bad. Everything's bad all the time. It, it, it feels like was not on the roster. Uh, he will. He will be if he's not. It feels like they're using Sean Harlow to like threaten Matt Ryan, like as a punishment. If Matt Ryan does anything wrong, then they'll make uh, Sean Harlow. Harlow in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! A- any other guesses before we find out? Um. What's your pick? I oh, say. Uh, I say he's on the roster. Yeah, I'll say yes. Um, according to Wikipedia, he is. So I'm just <sighs> verifying on the main thing, but yeah. I'm going to edit that real quick and make myself right. <laughs> uh, it shows him on the official Falcons website, so I guess he yeah, is. That seems, that seems pretty official. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's going to be cut soon. So the, the, the <laughs> and, and when he is, the Falcons are going to tweet out, report, the Falcons have cut Sean Hart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> <Via So>, Rapp- <laughs> I, I do have to say, because a lot of people were given the Falcons Twitter account an, endless, to. an endless amount of crap. And the reality is because we're in the tamper period, they cannot make anything official. So that is why that they, they were retweeting and quoting quote tweeting people who said this player's coming to the Falcons. This is happening. All this because they can't make it official yet. That's why they could, they could make the cuts official, but they couldn't make any of the trades or any of the signings or anything like that official. So, um, so in fairness to the Falcons official Twitter account, that's probably why they had to be very cautious about what they were saying. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of hilarious to say, according to sources, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> Report. I'm going to have a sandwich. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So bye-bye Ty. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to miss him. A couple other pieces of news. I don't feel like these are, you know, really worthy of discussion. We're just going to throw them in here. Uh, It looks like Justin Hardy will not be back with the team. I don't think this is a big surprise to anybody. He sort of got edged out last year uh, with the emergence of Russell Gage to that third uh, wide receiver spot. And then the NFL did confirm they're still going to have the NFL draft in April as expected, but there will be no public events associated with that. So it'll be uh, no spectators. It's just, they're going to continue to have the draft, but, you know, some news there. So before we get throw out how sad it is that the Falcons fans will not be able to be there, be present and boo their future. (laughs) (laughs) That's, uh, that is peak falconing. And it feels like we are missing out. (laughs) Thank you. That'd be amazing. um, So the last year, the Falcons, they broadcasted the draft. Uh, oh, I remember at the that. stadium, and I still remember just the widespread confusion after they took a guard. Oh yeah, yep. No one expected it. Everyone was so confused, and there, there was like people weren't angry. They were just like, "What's what was that? What happened right there?" Yeah, like, you're still in shock. Yeah, and I, I feel that. Yeah, and I feel like, especially because one of the players that a lot of people thought they might take, Brian Burns, was still on the board. So I think there was some anticipation that hey and we're gonna stock up on draft he needs a pass rush he, needs, you know. he was pretty good yeah Who known? yeah you're He's right uh, don't tell eric that because uh he has some strong <laughs> opinions about that um so before we get into the rest of the falcons news and yes there is more falcons news we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back today's episode is brought to you by cars.com With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. And we're back on the Falcons podcast for the quarantine period. Uh, we're back with Adnan Ikic, Carter Brazil, Evan Birchfield, Matt Chambers. This is David Walker. We're talking about the deluge of Falcons news on the first day of legal tampering for the 2020 NFL season. Obviously, the new deal went into place yesterday, on Sunday the 15th, on March 15th, which really sort of kick-started the entire season. Uh, As Evan mentioned uh, in the first half of the podcast, just a ton of news that came out today. A bunch of trades, lots of stuff happening, a lot of shocking moments. By the way, Houston Texans fans, I am so sorry. I am so (laughs) sorry. Well, at least they got David Johnson, right? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) For Nuke. And paying his his entire salary, too. Oh, I know. And, And the thing is, like, you could, I, I, I would say, and this is someone who firmly believes that Julio is still one of the best receivers in the league. I think you could argue that Nuke Johnson, uh, Nuke is uh, one of the best receivers, top three in the NFL. Oh right? yeah, yeah, he was a first team Julio. All Pro, wasn't he last three year? Years where everybody was upset. I mean, it made sense why everybody was upset because I thought Julio deserved it. But I mean, that that was. Cr- I mean, when you look at what the Cardinals 
uh, got compared to what the Texans got, it's a no-brainer. Oh, it's highway robbery. Yeah, yeah they, they got salary, salary relief. One of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And Watch it. <laughs> no, Julio's number one, but I mean, you know, it's 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 Nuke. Yeah, um, and they're paying all of David Johnson's salary. Yeah, insane. Which is insanity. Is doing and their number one now is what Will Fuller, who plays like four games a season. Yeah. One, yeah. Just one enough to go off on the Falcons, but still. You've you got to imagine they're going to look at someone in the draft. But we're not going to talk about the Texans. because uh, <laughs> I, I, I would like to say, just uh, adding to Evan's point, Hopkins has been a first-team All-Pro, I think, three years in a row now. Yeah. He's really good, and I, in my opinion, he's number two right behind Julio in terms I would of say the best wide receivers. Yeah, I would say it's 1A, 1B. Like. These, yeah. these guys are that's that fair. close. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely fair. And then you have guys like Mike Evans, Odell Beckham coming afterwards, and yeah. you know, and the list goes on. Yeah, so and I'm a huge Hopkins fan. He, he is phenomenal. So I'm stunned, stunned to see that trade. Um, all right, let's move on to Falcons news. Uh, next piece, because this one is uh, – we knew this was coming. I, I think maybe – some fans didn't want to see this happen, but Austin Hooper is now the highest paid uh, tight end in the NFL, or he will be when free agency officially opens because he has a deal in place with the Browns. It looks like, and Matt, I think you, you saw the details of this earlier, or, or Evan, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's a four-year, $44 million deal, so $11 million per average. That's what and, I thought, but Pioli said 42, 42. and added okay. some other stuff to it, so... So just under eleven million uh, per year. So he is going to be playing with uh, the Browns. Uh, he's going to have Baker Mayfield uh, overthrowing the ball to him, and he is no longer going to be an Atlanta Falcon. So, uh, and along with this news, the Falcons also released, and this is not a surprise either, but it's kind of funny to think that they also released Luke Stalker, um, which leaves just Jaden Graham until we get to our next piece of news, uh, as the only tight end on the roster. All right, guys, digest it. Tell me what you think about Hooper, the contract, uh, Luke Stalker, all of it. Uh, I personally was hoping that this would be a 2014 repeat where the Falcons just kind of shrug their shoulders and say, well, we're just not really going to have a tight end this year and hope that all works out and then everyone gets fired and <laughs> you know someone better comes in. Uh, obviously did not happen. Uh, as I had planned, but you know, um, I, I think we kind of knew Hooper was, Hooper was gone, but you know, now in retrospect, I feel like a lot of fans, myself included, are wondering, Hey, why didn't we extend him last year when Austin Hooper apparently told Mike Silver himself, like I would have signed for way less than what I'm about to go make or even right. hey, late last year, you could have traded him. And now I'm worried, you know, the whole time I was like, Oh, well, there's going to be comp picks, but now they've freed up space and they're going to probably pay some, defensive end or something and that's going to negate Hooper's deal so I think the Falcons played this as poorly as possible and um you know now they don't have their uh you know their number three target I assume he was the number three target in their offense and he was second behind Julio in targets actually in 2019 I guess Ridley probably had fewer but you know just another just master class in fucking things up are we allowed to say that oh yeah i'll mark this podcast as explicit and i think every (laughs) falcons fan will understand why shit we're allowed to curse quarantine (laughs) cast baby (laughs) no that um that that mike silver report is the most infuriating part of this like the Mm -hmm. fact that they could have locked him up to a long-term deal um and elected to just see it through just to you know, watch him walk away in free agency, take way more money than apparently he was, you know, you know, at the time prepared to actually take. But they uh, never even offered him a deal. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Practice. Even if you – let's say even if that didn't happen, like, they weren't just like, hey, what about $8.5 a, a year? And him say, no, oh, maybe a little higher, maybe a lot higher. Like, that never happened. Just right. nothing. Right. Hey, they are master negotiators. They just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just yeah, they literally just ghosted him like as if he's like some sort of an ex <laughs> he's a toxic girlfriend 
they got him confused with Jalen Collins. They're like, oh, don't, don't, don't answer the phone. Hey, hold uh, on. I wrote an article about how uh, the Falcons might need to sign a highly problematic player like Collins. <laughs> we do need a cornerback. Uh, yeah, even even more so today. I wrote that before uh, the Trufant news. So maybe uh, maybe he's our new uh, cornerback four. Oh, man, he couldn't even make it in the XFL. I'm not sure that's the path of <laughs> when I go down. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think I have been – banging the drum that letting Austin Hooper walk was insane in, in part because tight ends in the NFL don't demand a huge salary, especially compared to like uh, defensive linemen, quarterbacks, wide receivers, like, you know, Austin Hooper, uh, his deal at 11 million a year is about five and a half percent of the salary cap this year. Travis Kelsey's deal in 2016 was about 6% of the cap in that year. So it's not like these guys are eating up the majority of the cap. It's, it, it's a matter of cap management. So when you spend um, a ton of money on two offensive guards that are both busts, it leads to a situation like this where Austin Hooper is allowed to walk. So who just joined us? What the hell is this name? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, my hey connection is very bad. <laughs> Fong Moribund has joined us. I don't think that is that me. No, that's not you. Oh, okay. Hi. Hi, (laughs) (laughs) That was such perfect timing. Is that women? Man, is that Thomas Dimitrov that's joined us? Hey, fellas. Oh my God! It's the GM of the Atlanta Falcons, Mm -hmm. Mr. Dimitrov. You've had a busy day. How are you doing? Uh, hair slicked back, feeling good about our move so far. A lot of urgent athletes <laughs> added to the squad today. Um, you know, we have a lot of work ahead of us. Oh, guys. <laughs> Can't do this anymore. M- Mr. Dimitrov, how's the bike? Yeah, how's the bike? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't talk about my personal life on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! All right, uh, let's get Dave onto the Dave onto the podcast. Jesus Christ, the alcohol is kicking in. Dave, we're talking about Austin Hooper and uh, the deal that uh, he has made with Cleveland. What are your thoughts on the tight end? I think uh, you know my feelings on Hooper have been pretty well documented. I think he's a really good player. I think he's young, um, and I think it's a shame that the Falcons, due to you know, some decisions they've been making over the last couple of years, to put it politely, couldn't keep him around. I think he's going to be a great pickup for Cleveland. I think they needed a player like him badly. So I think it's a great addition for them. Um, obviously not happy that the Falcons couldn't get this done at the end of the day, but they showed they really had no intention of getting it done when, you know, they didn't extend him an offer this off season. So he'll, uh, he'll go over there and, um, you know, he's not going to catch quite as many passes because Jarvis Landry's over there catching, you know, 120 for eight yards a pop. But it <laughs> sounds like Michael Thomas. Well, no, eight, I said eight yards, not seven. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Um, yeah. And he's got uh, a quarterback who arguably will find new ways to overthrow him. Um, sure. But, you know, that's that's my opinion. We'll We'll, we'll leave that there. Uh, I, let me ask you this, because this is going to lead into the next, arguably the biggest piece of news. Are you guys, are you guys surprised that the Falcons didn't even try to make an offer? Like I would have thought at least they would have come in and said, okay, we'll do eight mil, you know, eight mil per year. Um, and just see if like he wants to stay here. Cause obviously, you know, Hooper, I think from his rookie year on spent, each offseason with Matt Ryan to develop that rapport that they had. So it, it looked like he wanted to be in Atlanta. Are you guys surprised that they just didn't even bother? Yes. Evan, speak oh. up, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. Um, I think you just look at what he did this past season. I mean, he did make the last two Pro Bowls, too. I know that uh, the yeah, Pro Bowls yeah. are kind of tainted these days, but it's still an accomplishment. Like, they're not just handing them out to – uh, you know, people who aren't at least worthy, you know, there's some questionable 
you know, but that's a whole nother topic. But he, uh, he was a second, um, before he got injured, he was like one of the top two tight ends in the league. Um, he finished still with the, I think the second best tight end drop rate this year. Um, so he was ultra reliable for Matt Ryan when he was able to play. Um, I just don't understand what the Falcons saw that they didn't even want to offer him anything. Uh, because you don't just, I mean, you see how the NFL is. He's going to be the highest paid because the NFL is so desperate for tight ends that like even the bears, I think today are taking a shot at Jimmy Graham. And it's like, did you not see how he was with green Bay? Right. Um, they're desperate for tight ends. And that's, I mean, that was what I, my big takeaway was this past season. So I wasn't shocked when Hooper became or will become the highest paid tight end um, in the NFL, I guess on Wednesday or whatever, but yeah, I I don't understand not even trying to uh, get anything done. doesn't make any sense to me. Even, I mean, even the Hooper haters can't argue the, the facts of what his reliability was this year. Um, Anytime Matt Ryan needed him, it seemed like he was bailing out to Hooper. So yeah, that's a, that's a loss. And, you know, I know we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but um, like Hayden Hurst, it'll be exciting to see, but we don't know, you know, he's had that continuity with Hooper. Like you, we don't know the chemistry, how the chemistry is going to be with the new tight end. So yeah. Yeah. Great An point. offense that can't run the ball, you know, <laughs> Do you know to answer your question, after sign after giving all that money to Jamon Brown and James Carpenter last year, only to draft mm. two more offensive linemen in the first round, nothing surprises me anymore. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> sign sealed delivered. Thank you, Adnan. Um, all right. Evan uh, basically put the next story out there, but I guess it's an answer from the Falcons to the fans about what they're going to do with losing Austin Hooper. And that is that they traded for a 2018 first round draft pick, uh, Hayden Hurst, who was drafted by um, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. He was a first round draft pick, ran a, I think under a four, seven 40 time, very athletic player. This will be, he's, he was only with the Ravens for two years. He's young, relatively young. He, he'll be 27 this season. So he's, he's older dry. than Austin Hooper. Yeah, David, that, David, that guy's old as shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's older than Austin Hooper by like two years. That man has lower back pain. <laughs> 27 is very, very young to me, okay? You he had a minor league baseball old. career before this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they apparently, to make the deal happen, they sent, I, I believe it was their second-round pick they got from the Patriots, so their, their later second-round pick, and their fifth-round pick to uh, Baltimore in exchange for Hayden Hurst and the Baltimore fourth-round pick. So they are getting another pick back with that. Um, so let me throw this out there. Thoughts on this trade, on the trade value, on the player, on the move? This feels like there's a lot to digest here. Wait, so I, I really love this because the Falcons are able to ask the Baltimore Ravens who they were going to draft with that fourth-round pick, and then they're going to pick that player. So they're going to take that good player the Ravens have already scouted, and that's theirs, right? Is this how this works? <laughs> I, I believe so. They hand it over in a manila folder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, this, this is a really weird trade. Like, I, I feel very conflicted. I will say we've talked to um, uh, our Baltimore Ravens hub, and they are big fans of Hayden Hurst. Uh, hmm. a, a lot of other Ravens fans are big supporters of, of him. I mean, he was only in Baltimore for two years. Apparently he had a little um, – uh, he, he had an injury at some point. He fell behind some of the other tight ends and was never really able to get that uh, spot in the offense. At the same time, this guy is fucking old. Uh, <laughs> the second rounder on him is insane. Agreed. Like, he was a first round pick two years ago. Like I, I, I understand the tight end market, uh, the, the tight ends in the draft are not great this year. It feels like a lot to be giving up, but at the same time, just, uh, you know, looking at his, uh, um, you know, looking at his physical attributes and more or less what he has, uh, more or less a little bit of his development and expecting that to 
increase if he's the number one guy if, if he's in a better passing offense like I do expect him to do well but man that second round pick chaps my your ass my connection's bad I love that um, alright perfect uh, Dave it sounded like you were going to chime in there yeah, I was just uh, I was just saying that was quite the uh, cliffhanger from Matt there. <laughs> um, you know, I actually like this trade um, for the most part. I, I feel like a second rounder was a little too much. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet that the, the team that they had to swoop in front of was the Bears. You know, they were probably going for Hayden Hurst, and then they were like, you know what, our ninth tight end's got to be Jimmy Graham now. So um, they have nine on their roster, which I learned tonight. That's great. Um <laughs> So, you know, it's more than I wanted to give up, but I think just judging by, you know, everything that we're seeing and reading about Hurst at this point, um, you know, he was a part-time player in Baltimore. That's a little bit of a risk, but I think he'll do well in this offense. He seems like a really good fit for it. So, you know, it's going to be a question, as it is any time the Falcons make a trade like this, of whether he's going to live up to what they gave up to get him. Um, but I do feel pretty strongly that it, he's, he's probably the best tight end they were going to get this off season by a pretty wide margin. So, um, you know, considering that they probably didn't have any other good options to address the position this particular off season, um, besides, you know, signing Austin Hooper, I, I, I do like it. I think it's probably a good move. And his salary, correct me if I'm wrong, is going to be a lot cheaper. I mean, he's going to be on the, his rookie contract. So he's going to be in the three to $4 million range, if I remember right, per year. Uh, I believe they have a senior citizens discount on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I think uh I think he's gonna be he's gonna be good. I think he's gonna flourish in the Falcons offense and that Austin Hooper roll over the middle. Could be a very good uh, fantasy tight end this year, a very good sleeper the way Austin Hooper was a good sleeper last year. I'll be targeting him in my fantasy football leagues. But it's pretty funny. It's like the Atlanta Falcons saw all of the messages, all like how furious the fan base was that they didn't have a tight end. So they were like, here, damn, like here, you guys can have them already. Here's a tight end. <laughs> uh, yeah. And technically this deal's not done. Uh, it, I just want to remind people the ink won't dry until I believe Wednesday is the first actual day of free agency. Wednesday at 4 PM, I believe is when, it actually opens. This is we're in the legal tampering period, so they can uh, negotiate the deals. They just can't officially sign them. It's always weird to me. Yeah, it is weird. It's just a. It's like the NFL realized it was happening anyways, and they just made it like legit. So, uh, any other thoughts on uh, Hayden Hurst and what he may do this season for the Falcons? I think it'll be. I mean, the only other thing that really add aside from him being apparently a big athletic freak I was reading um what a lot of Ravens fans had to say and there really wasn't any negative comments aside from that first year I guess where he was injured but um he's pretty much if he's if he's they're just going to slide him into Hooper's role of getting you know nine nine catches or whatever eight nine catches a game um he's never had more than four I know he hasn't been like starting tight end there so he's pretty much going to have to double in production uh, or be expected of it unless they like lean on Calvin Ridley more, which could also be true. Um, But I mean, I'm more excited, but I'm definitely in like Dave's boat of, I think the second round picks a little much, Um, but yeah. And I would say, I, I think they're probably only willing to do it because they do have two second round picks. So to be clear, the Falcons will, still have a pick in the second round, their original second round pick. They'll have the first round, they'll have the third round. Uh, now they'll have two in the fourth round uh, with, with this trade. So, uh, I mean, it, it's, yeah, it still feels rich, but if, if Hayden turns into maybe a more, an even more productive uh, Austin Hooper, maybe I won't hate it as much. Uh, I, I guess just the idea of losing out on the player that you drafted a player that spent his off seasons building that rapport with Matt Ryan, a player that literally got better every year he was in the league. 
it's tough to see that happen, especially, especially when you think about the, the moves they made last year that did not work out and how that cap space. Yeah. Um, Jamon Brown and James Carpenter, it feels like they're on the roster and Hooper is not. And that really irks me. Um, uh, did you realize that Levine Tololo was uh, Falcons for longer than Austin Hooper? Yeah, now I'm really sad. Levine <laughs> the machine? Oh, my God. I don't think that was ever a nickname for him. I really don't. I, I tried to make it one. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> Uh, Levine the drop machine, maybe. Um, all right, last piece of news because uh, this was the last uh, sort of Falcons related news we got on a day. And I know, Dave, you probably wrote this with a certain level of glee and disappointment at the same time. And that is that it looks like uh, Falcons offensive lineman Wes Schweitzer, who despite the fact that we did sign uh, two free agent offensive guards in 2019, still ended up starting games during the season. Wes Schweitzer is going to head to Washington for a three-year deal. I mean, good for him, but what the hell, Washington. Uh, So, Dave, I'm going to ask you. I'll I'll turn this over to you first because you've had a lot to say about Wes. (laughs) What do you think, man? I I am a Wes Schweitzer guy, I guess. <laughs> who I am. Um, I I think, you know, with Schweitzer, I, he's one of those guys that you know he was a six round pick. He started thirty six games for the Falcons. Oh my god! And everybody hated him. Um, and I always felt like that was a little bit unfair. I'm not saying he was great, but he certainly stepped in when the job needed to be done, and he was not any worse than many of the guys they tried to sign to replace him year after year. Um, I think you can argue that the Falcons would have been a lot better off if they had just said, you know, the last three seasons consecutively, Wes Schweitzer, you've got one of the starting jobs and didn't spend a ton of money on Brandon Fusco, um, Jamon Brown, James Carpenter, oh, you man. know, they, it, it would have been the smart play to just stick with Schweitzer. So I, I feel like, you know, that experience that he got in Atlanta, it felt like it was probably going to get him a nice little deal. So I'm happy for him that he's in Washington. He's going to have a chance to contend for a starting job. But, um, you know, the Falcons hopefully will make a smarter decision this offseason and, you know, put that left guard job up for grabs for real because I think Matt Gano can win that, and I think that he should win that. Um, I think kind of the day of signing someone and forcing them into that place uh, hopefully is over. Oh, God, I hope so. It's a tradition, Dave. It's a proud tradition. It's our tradition. It's a Thomas Dimitrov tradition. I, I'm I'm going to give that left guard spot as a sleeper to Sean Harlow. Shut oh. the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> or or to John Wetzel, who's been cut and re-signed like five times already. Yeah, this at, at this point, John Wetzel deserves it. Like, just come on. <laughs> Just let him start like once. <laughs> you guys obviously hate Matt that Ryan. Poor guy. <laughs> oh, Matt Ryan's going to die this year, anyways, at this rate. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, I, I've given up hope. At this point, I'm, I'm looking forward to the top five draft pick we're going to have in 2021. And I'm the most optimistic writer at the site at this point. Trevor Lawrence, baby. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, if the Falcons do end up with a top five draft pick, you know that's going to be the talk, right? Um, it is going to be about Trevor Lawrence. Matt Ryan will be 36 in 2021. So, hey, if that somehow happens, we are one Matt Ryan angle away from that happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. saw what happened last year. Yeah, Matt's um, dad came in and broke the league. <laughs> he did have like 400 yards. Matt job. He up a lot of points on the Seattle Seahawks. He did. Seattle. Which was impressive for a 75-year-old man. No one has a good answer for that. I mean, uh, we were down, and, like, you know, they were kind of playing some soft zone defense like Dan Quinn likes to run. <laughs> yeah, he's a warrior, man. For a guy that's almost as old as Hayden Hurst, he played pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Second only to Calvin Ridley in age. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. We're, this is getting dark. 
Um, <laughs> all right. One last question to round out this podcast, because I think this is, we're into free agency. We have seen rumors and I believe there was an article at the falcoholic.com um, that Vaughn McClure of ESPN said that the Falcons want to sign a pass rusher and it's expected they're going to be interested in Robert Quinn, who is uh, the longtime pass rusher from the Rams, recently just played for the Cowboys, uh, obviously a very good pass rusher. There are other names out there, including one Jadavion Clowney. Uh, I think some Falcons fans are wondering if they're going to try to go big for a pass rusher in free agency. So last question to round this one out. What do you guys think? Is it going to be Quinn? Is it going to be Clowney? Is it going to be nobody? Uh, what, what, if anything, are they going to do about pass rusher in free agency? Not talking about the draft, just free agency. Big Beasley. Oh, God. <laughs> I'd really like Dave's thoughts on Clowney coming to Atlanta. I, um, let me put it this way. I saw a fake Adam Schefter account, and for about a half second, I had seen that Clowney went to the uh, – the Giants, and I was preparing to, like, cry, you know? But it's just – there's some dreams that aren't meant to be, Matthew, you know? Uh, I'm, I'm very familiar with that, and that includes Super Bowl wins. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, come on. That went, that went bad. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> the quarantine has gotten to us, like, really, really quick. It's the coronavirus talking. <laughs> I don't think there's a rating after explicit on the podcast rating for, for this one. We're going to get like demonetized on this podcast. Thanks to Matt. Chambers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Someone other than chambers chime in. Do you think on the Super Bowl? No, Jesus. No. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on pass rusher. What do you want to see? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, do you think Robert Quinn is a likely target? I mean, they're trying to make him one. Uh, I do think that Robert Quinn will be paid a lot more than what we're expecting him to be paid because pass rushers always, always get so much more than what people expect. Yeah, after Olivier true. Vernon got that massive contract, after only having like seven sacks with the Dolphins, the year before with the Giants a few years, I'm not surprised anymore at anything, especially with pass rushers. Pass rush, with this passing league, teams have recognized that pass rusher is like the second most important position along with left tackle, 2A and 2B in the NFL. So they will always, these bad teams will always overpay for pass rushers. Yeah. That's why Vic Beasley can make $13 million in one year. Yep. Uh, well... But let's talk about the agents for uh, Vic Beasley and Grady Jarrett. Oh, no. no. That <laughs> More than sure any. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's who's going to sign. <laughs> um, just for reference, Robert Quinn will be 30 in May of this year. So he's, he's not, you know, he's not as – I thought he was older, actually. Um, and in his uh, combined games, he has 80 and a half sacks. He had 11 and a half last year for the Cowboys – uh, so for anyone who's wondering if he is wondering if he still has you know anything left in the tank, I think it's clear that he does. I think he'd be a great signing. Um, anyone else? Robert Quinn? Any? I've heard, I've, oh, I've heard. Um, I, obviously, there was that one report about Dante Fowler wanting to be in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, I was going to say Dante Fowler, but I didn't know if, if we could afford him. <laughs> yeah, and if he, I think he, you know, he had a great season this past season where he was, you know, on the same team as Aaron Donald. So anybody's going to have an uptick in numbers, I think. But when you look at his numbers overall, they've been pretty similar to Vic Beasley's, Vic which kind of scares yeah. me off on him. Um, because yeah, he had 11 and a half this year, but you look at all the other years and like, like in total, his numbers are very similar to um, Vic Beasley. Cause even Vic Beasley had the one year where he somehow led the league in sacks. Um, the other name I think we had an article on too was Mario Addison, who was with the Panthers. Yep. Um, but I believe he's like 32 years old or something. So he's like in a, a more of a veteran role. Um, we could also just, Resign Jack Crawford and slide him in outside. So. <laughs> is, that, is that a uh, paid endorsement, sir? Yeah. 
Uh, Mario Addison will be 33 years this 33 years old this year, and he had nine sacks in 2018, nine and a half in uh, 2019 for the Panthers. So maybe not a top tier pass rusher, but if for the right price, it's a Falcons move. He he can make sense as as a veteran, you know, nine sack type of guy. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't hate it depending on the money, of course. Do you, do you guys think that if I went down to Flowery Branch and tried out as a pass rusher against Sean Harlow, that uh, they'd end up giving me seven million dollars? <laughs> if they do, you gotta, you gotta take us to dinner. Nobody'd be there to watch it. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Harlow goes down. It's so sad. Adnan finally gets his uh, his his sweet revenge. It would be like going around a chair. <laughs> okay. One of them um, chairs that rolls or just a chair that's... Oh, jeez. Chair with reels. Rolling chairs move a lot, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this this uh, quarantine cast has devolved to the point we're going to wrap this one up for the evening. Uh, it has been... A crazy busy day at the Falcoholic. Uh, obviously, if you guys want to catch up on all of the news that happened <laughs> just on the first day of 2020 legal tampering, we are not actually officially in the free agency. That will not happen until Wednesday. But just on the first day of the new uh, 2020 CBA <coughs> in effect, oh, uh, no. things were, it, were nuts. So uh, go to thefalcoholic.com. Check out the numerous write-ups from uh, our stable of writers, our very good writers here, uh, and uh, stay with us at thefalcoholic.com and the Falcoholic Podcast. We'll be keeping you guys updated through free agency, through the NFL draft. So real quick, I'm going to go around. You guys uh, hit your Twitter handle. Tell the listeners what you've got going on. Adnan, fill our listeners in. Uh, Twitter handle at say which way on Twitter. Um, so basically what we, well, what I've got, I'm wrapping up a series of the five best Falcons moments from the past year. Uh, I'll be wrapping that one up this week, counting down from five to one. And other than that, we're just breaking a bunch of news on free agency (laughs) because we had like 15, we had like a hundred articles today. (laughs) It felt like it. Carter Brazil. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Falcoholic Carts. Um, right now, not a lot of anything going on other than wine and quarantine and looking for toilet paper. So if you know anybody who has some, please let me know. <laughs> oh, Dave. Dave Choate. Uh, you can find me at the Falcoholic. I'm probably scrambling to write nice articles about Justin Hardy and Wes Schweitzer <laughs> that everyone yells at me about. Um, it's a thankless job, but I love it. Dave, we love you. That's probably a lie, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, we tried. All right, Evan. Uh, you can find me at Evan Birchfield on Twitter. Um, yeah, and I'm just I'm excited to see some Falcon uniforms. Like, I don't even care about the season. <laughs> I live for the uniforms. So. Another it's all thing, we have at this point. Another thing to disappoint us. <laughs> oh, my, my soul is ready, but I hate waiting for stuff, so... Yeah, we're we're going to orange and teal. That's what's happening. Um, From everything I've heard, it's more not what the fans want, even though they said they listen to the fans. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm fully expecting fan disappointment. Um, Last and absolutely 100% least, Matt Chambers. Yeah, uh, I I did have a quick question on who was coughing because I have questions about if you've been (laughs) with anyone. (laughs) Yeah, I've got the Rona. Sorry, guys. God damn. Oh, I don't want to start throwing those words around, but uh, quarantine's coming for you, man. Well, <laughs> fortunately, uh, I'm used to living in cold, dark places, so fine. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, you can always catch uh, my stuff on the Falcoholic. I think I wrote about a bunch of players that no one wants on their team as potential Falcons, so... <laughs> I have not dived into the comments, but I'm sure that's doing really well. You can always find me on Twitter at uh, Barack Obama. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
Oh, I, I'm I'm currently contemplating whether I'm going to leave that in or edit that out after we get done here. You leave that in, sir. I'm absolutely leaving that in. <laughs> well, leave everything in. I, it's all staying because this is an experience. We're going to do this again. I had a lot of fun. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, as for, by the way, you can find Matt at Falcoholic Matt on Twitter, just to be clear. Uh, for me, he's not Barack Obama. <laughs> he's not Barack Obama. <laughs> uh, as for me, guys, you can find me at Falcoholic DW. Gina couldn't join us tonight because of a last minute emergency at one of the sites. You can follow her at Gina Thomas, J E A N N A Thomas. And uh, we will be back in the very near future with our normal Falcoholic podcast. And of course, uh, our variety of shows here on the Falcoholic podcast. Follow us at Falcoholic pod on Twitter for updates whenever these podcasts hit, including our ongoing interview series. Uh, Falcoholic Matt recently went up. Uh, if you guys want to hear about how he became a Falcons fan, go check that out. It's available wherever fine podcasts are found. So for Adnan Ikic, Carter Brazil, Evan Birchfield, Matt Chambers, the one and only Dave Cho, the alcoholic himself. This is David Walker. Thank you guys for tuning in. Stay with us. It's going to be a wild ride in 2020. And we'll talk to you next.